Hey, good morning, everybody. Hey, it is Thursday, March 10th. I hope your week's going okay. Hey, you'll see I am excited because uh, my daughter and granddaughter will be coming in this weekend. So uh, so we're excited about that and, uh, and more. I mean, the markets were great yesterday. Uh, the question will be today, can we continue that theme going on today and tomorrow into the rest of this week? And that's got some little caveats to it. We'll have to talk about that and more when Dave joins us here in just a moment. Before he does, though, let me just remind you, there's only one thing that any of us can control when it comes to our portfolios, and that's how much risk you have. If you don't know exactly what your risk number is, then you may be overexposed in the risk market. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to walk through our core retirement design, where we'll help you design the retirement you always dreamed of. With that, hold tight, Dave's coming up next. Paula, Abdul is there with her legendary Coca-Cola cup. Can't do that in Russia anymore. It's 8.40 now. 20 before 9, time to check in and find out how your uh, money is treating you on Wall Street. Yesterday it was kind of nice to you. You probably guessed it's not going to be too nice to you today because we just kind of have that rhythm going on. Time to check in with Philip Statler from Statler Financial Services. Who is on the phone? Philip, good morning. How you doing this morning? Hey, good morning, Dave. Doing well today. I hope you are as well. Um, and the markets had a great day yesterday. And like I was saying kind of in my pre-show before I went on with you, is I, I wonder if we can continue. And it's looking kind of doubtful right now. Well, as I said in the intro, not not a prayer. You have a big day up. It always turns into a crummy one the next day, it seems. To set the table, 653 points up on the Dow yesterday, 107 up on the S&P. And get this, over 3.5% up on the NASDAQ yesterday, up 460 points. Boom, gawa. Happy days are here again until you look at the futures, right? That's right. You know, exactly right. You know, we're giving back a lot. Um, a lot of that's getting given back. Maybe not half of it yet, but uh, we'll have to see how the day opens up as to whether we can continue to to build on yesterday by turning this thing back around. But but we had a lot of economic news coming out, and that's, uh, that's uh, your forte. And, you know, the economic news isn't going to reinforce a return to positive returns today, that's for sure. Uh, the big number for the day, I mean, uh, okay, fine, jobless claims about where they were expected, you know, 227,000 first-time jobless claims in an employment situation. You look at it getting that low, nobody really is watching that that carefully. The big number is going to be consumer inflation. The CPI figure came out for February, and our prices went up by 8 tenths of a percent in February, annualizing that 7.9% consumer inflation rate. And, oh, shook. I, I did not want to hear that. I was hoping for good news. Yeah, yeah me too, uh, because that's a, um, in both those cases, that was a little bit more than expected based on, on my guys. And it was a, uh, I, I don't know, huge may not be the right word, but it is a huge increase. I mean, in February, that number was seven and a half percent. Now we're going to 7.9. Um, you know, it's just adding uh, insult to injury, right? As we continue to move up that scale, we really need it to go down the other way. And uh, we'll have to see what happens uh, this month. We still got the Fed coming out. We're already seeing that happen in Europe a little bit right now. 
Absolutely. Yeah, the European Central Bank announced that they were going to accelerate their tapering program on buying bonds over there, which kind of gives the Federal Reserve a little bit more clearance and cover to be able to be more aggressive than at least some stockholders are hoping for. Yeah, the uh, number for the uh, for the inflation rate it was 0.8 percent increase in February. Uh, the change from January really scares me. It was 0.6 percent in January, so it's accelerating. You can say, "Oh, well, it was the gas prices, so let's take food and energy out of it." And the uh, food ne- take food and energy out, and the core CPI was up a half a percent annualized 6.4% inflation, and it went up considerably over January as well. So I really don't have any good news on the economic front to share whatsoever this morning. No, we, we really don't. And and the markets, um, you know, they took a pretty big dip at the beginning. They're, um, they're, they're still down, don't get me wrong, but, but uh, and they're continuing to slide a little bit as we go along, as they continue to digest all the economic news that's out there. Absolutely. Yeah, they, uh, then, like I said, the jobless claims, which we always do on Thursday, close to what was expected, a little bit of a miss. But in the context of the big macro, the inflation figures, uh, we basically don't have much good to say about what the macroeconomic situation is. Uh, tidbits out there today. We mentioned the European Central Bank is going to accelerate their bond purchase tapering program, which, like I said, is going to give the Fed next week when they meet a little bit more cover in order to do more than maybe their instinct might be other tidbits out there that at very least hit novelty amazon is going to do a stock split a 20 for one stock split can you believe it yeah that's a that's a big deal i mean you know they're trading right now at uh 29 a little over 2900 dollars a share um <laughs> so you know you divide that out and it'll be down below 150 dollars a share so um it, it makes it easier for uh, for folks to buy um, you know, $2,900 a share it prices a lot of people out of that who want to just go buy a share or 10 shares or, you know, so that will help them. Another little tidbit on that was that, um, you know, it's reviving some of the discussions about whether Amazon and Alphabet, because Alphabet and Google did the same thing, um, uh-huh. whether or not they might end up being members of the Dow Jones Industrial Average. I kind of wonder whether that was the motivation, because the Dow tries to keep their stocks in at least a uh, similar range, and uh, a $2,900 share stock just doesn't really change, it doesn't fit in with the Dow. And I, I kind of wondered whether that was the rationale. They're not exactly trying to make their stock price go down, because the other side of it, they announced a $10 billion share buyback. So they're definitely looking to support the price at the new level. But a 21 for, a 20 for one split generally indicates something in terms of planning in the future or aspirations, doesn't it? Yeah, it really does. And I mean, just that announcement it got him a 4.3% push this morning right now. So that that stocks up 120 bucks from where it closed yesterday. In other words, it certainly didn't decrease the value. Any. No, absolutely not. Uh- other things off of the Biden administration's announcement yesterday that they were going to uh, start watching over and paying attention to Bitcoin, that just absolutely stabilized the market. Bitcoin only was down 6% in one day yesterday. Now, that's rock stable by Bitcoin standards, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, it's been bouncing all over the place. Uh, I was making fun before you and I went on the air. You know, one-day wonders. Everything was kind of a one-day wonder yesterday, including Bitcoin. But it uh, it has definitely slid back down, down right now by seven and a quarter percent. So below thirty-nine thousand, actually. So uh, so a pretty big slide for them. Absolutely, Buy, buying.
buying low and selling high with Bitcoin is an artist's conception more than anything else, because what's low and what's high, you don't know day to day, do you? No, you really don't, Dave. That's the, that's the thing about those Bitcoins. You don't know. I mean, everybody says, yeah, hey, you know, two, three years from now, they're going to be worth two, three hundred thousand dollars. Well, you know what? You know, you can't prove it by me right now. Uh, yeah, it's something that uh, you and I have both always said the same thing. Yeah, if you want to invest in Bitcoin, fine, but you use it for the same money you'd use it by lottery tickets because you might get really, really lucky and really rich, but I'm not sure I'd want to put any money I can't afford to lose in there right now. That's right. That, that should be your gambling money. Understood. So we get to some micro stuff, the actual stocks that get traded on the exchanges, since I got no good news to speak of on the macro side of the fence. Can you give me some about renting a jet? Well, you know, I find that I find that whole industry very interesting to me. And one of the companies that reported is called Wheels Up Experience. Now, they're like you said, they're a private aviation company. It's a membership-based company, so you have a membership in that, and then you pay for your flight. Um, smaller jets to to jet folks around, and so uh, they they reported their earnings. Um, they lost thirty-one cents a share. That was six cents more than expected. However, their revenue grew substantially. It was about $345 million, which is 64% above what it was a year ago. Um, they grew their active memberships by 31%. Now, folks, that's some pretty big numbers when we're talking about what their memberships cost. And so sure I, I find that, that kind of interesting. Uh, but Wheels Up is up. I mean, obviously, it's a very low price stock, uh, but it's up 3.7%. You can get your hands on some right now, Dave, for about $3.64 a share. <laughs> doesn't get me an airplane ticket, but it buys me the stock, right? That, that's right. Doesn't get you a membership. Doesn't get you any airtime. But, hey, you can own part of that company. Wow. Actually, that business plan does make some sense to me, given my past history. The company I used to work for uh, joined in one of those programs because we had radio stations and markets that weren't exactly hubs. So consequently, our CEO did that and ended up flying into our markets. And when he decided to perform rating visits on us and whatnot, and we couldn't even tell when he was arriving because he was coming on, quote, unquote, the company jet. So, yeah, yeah. It's useful when you don't have regular air travel to where you're going. That's right. I mean, it has a valid purpose, and there are a couple of those that are mainline um, out there. And actually, you know, Berkshire Hathaway owns one of them. You know, so mm -hmm. it, it is a viable option. Uh, it's just when new companies are trying to get into that market, it, it is a little tough to. Uh, there are barriers to entry in that market. Jets ain't cheap. No, they're definitely not not cheap at all. So absolutely. So let's look at another company that's doing well. CrowdStrike, which is a cybersecurity company, um, they uh, they had better than expected revenue and profits, uh, and they came up and gave an upbeat forecast for 2022, um, and so that that was good for them. They continued to, to um, maybe even pursue other companies and buying opportunities. <clears throat> They're up uh, a little over 12 and a half percent this morning. Hmm. <clears throat> cool. The, so let's look at one of the losers for the day. I don't know if people out there remember Asana, but Asana was probably one of the first companies out there that was a collaborative software. So you and I could be in different places and we're collaborating on a project. You would use Asana to kind of build that and communicate back and forth. Um, well, they... Uh, oh, it's a blank for me, but <laughs> the concept sounds solid. 
Yeah, so there's a lot of different uh, slacks out there now. There, there's a lot of different companies out there now that that kind of provide that service. Um, but they they had a, a loss uh, for for the company. It was uh, less than expected, which was good news. Um, and revenue was ahead of forecast. But they're really tanking today because they also came out and said, "Look, for the current quarter." we don't expect to meet your numbers. I mean, we expect our loss to be a lot bigger than what you think it's going to be. Um, and so they're taking a real big bath this morning, Dave, down almost 27%. Ouch. Yeah. That starts getting, that starts getting toward funeral, funeral pyre numbers, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it really is. That's some, that's some big numbers. Hey, the last one I have for you is Marquette uh, mm-hmm. or Marquetta. They, uh, they had better than expected revenue for the quarter. They broke even, um, which doesn't sound real good, but that was better than the expected loss they were expected to have. So uh, they're a fine tech company. Um, and so they also came out with upbeat current quarter forecast. So they're trading up almost 10% this morning. Cool. Well, setting the table again, it was a big up day yesterday on Wall Street. And you and I have kind of teased the fact that it ain't today, 45 minutes before we open this morning. Philip, what's going on with the futures? So right now we have even more red ink than what uh, we had earlier. We've got the Dow down one and a quarter percent right now. That's $414. NASDAQ, I mean, the uh, S&P 500 is down almost 1.3 percent. That's $54. The NASDAQ 100 is down almost 1.6%. That's $216. Let's don't forget the Russell 2000 is participating well today, down one and a half. That's about 30 bucks. So, so everything is definitely red on the uh, equity side of the coin. However, commodities is all green. We've got silver up one and a half percent, still over 26. Uh, we've got gold up about six tenths. It's flirting around that $2,000 uh, per ounce level, uh, bouncing back and forth. Crude oil, it looked a lot better when I first went on, Dave, but it's up 5.1% right now. That's $114 a barrel. I think that's lower than it was yesterday at this time, though, wasn't it? It, uh, Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah, I was, I was saying, as long as it was under 115 I was looking at good news. I don't remember what yesterday was, but I think that's an improvement over yesterday morning at this time. Overseas markets, you can tell what they respond to. Asian rim markets were responding to our big day yesterday. They were all green. European markets are looking at our futures and going, ugh. I've got uh, the French markets down 2.5% and German markets down 2.8% partially responding to the European Central Bank decision, too, halfway through their day. Stabilization, predictability, and how in the heck am I going to retire in a climate like this? I need help, Philip. How do I find you? And then give us a call at 863-382-0037. And let's walk through our core retirement design where we can help you design the retirement you always dreamed of. Again, that's 863-382-0037. And then join us this weekend for the Statler Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. at noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk, 730 and 95.3 FM. And one more time to tie the ribbons on the week here tomorrow morning on Light FM. Philip, thank you so much, and we'll see you then, all right? All right, man. You have a great day. You too. Take care. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services, Philip Statler. Hey, folks, again, I want to thank you for joining us today. I hope your week's going well, and I hope that you'll join us again tomorrow. Until then, take care. Bye now.